You're listening to the best of the Sergio Show. Here's Sergio. I'm Sergio Sanchez. Sergio Sanchez, the Sergio Show on 710KURV. At Sergio Talk on Twitter, X, Sergio at KURV.com, Sergio at KURV.com, along with producer Freddie Freddie Cruz. And you'll notice that we're on Facebook Live as well, 710KURV, Facebook Live. And we got some handsome guests in the studio. Tragaños. Actually, they're really, really young, but these dudes, man, they are prepared. They are loaded. They're set for war. I mean, they're they're prepared. It's fully licensed. Now, let me introduce to you. Now, since we're doing the Facebook Live thing, uh, Angel Angel Lopez is a master plumber. He's with Mike's Plumbing, Electrical, and AC. Elliot Jones. Elliot is with a cap. Elliot Jones. Uh, Elliot, since I know you best because some of the work and seeing you in the field, dude, tell me all the different licenses that you have had uh, the the um, appointments to boards, licensing, all that stuff. Because, man, you got a long resume, dude. So just give it to me in 30 seconds, all your, your quick background in licensing. All right. So, Elliot Jones, I'm licensed in the state of Texas as a master plumber, journeyman plumber. I hold the uh, fire residential services system. Um, endorsement. I'm also licensed in Louisiana as a journeyman plumber and Arkansas as a licensed journeyman plumber. I've worked with the Texas State Board of Plumbing Examiners as an examiner for them. Um, Also help with their new uh, education program that they have going on. I've uh, also hold the plumbing inspector license for the state of Texas. I've worked with McAllen as a building inspector in the Rio Grande Valley area. Um, and then before doing all of that stuff, I supervised the building of high-rises over in Austin, Houston, San Antonio, and Dallas. Okay, we can flesh all that stuff as best <laughs> we can with the limited time that we have. I don't think we have enough hours on the program to do that. Let me go back to Angel. Angel Lopez. Angel is a master plumber. Tell me your background. You told me that you grew up, graduated in Rio, Rio Grande City. Yes, sir. Then, that's then you correct. went to Houston you know, to get a train for us. So, so, so tell me your story real quick. Yeah, so um, I'm... Uh, Master plumber, as I uh, grew up and raised in Rio Grande City, mm-hmm. um, started to um, wanted to find out what I wanted to be in life. Uh, my friends uh, recommended plumbing because there's no plumbers, of course, and uh, went to Houston for a technical institute, uh, Everest Institute, and uh, they did such a great job of uh, recruiting, uh, bringing us. Uh, awareness of, as well. Um, so I got trained at Everest Institute for nine months. And um, the program was really nice. Uh, loved it quite a bit. Uh, learned a lot. Uh, Sounds pretty intensive. Nine months. You, obviously, you lived in Houston, right? Lived Stayed in Houston, yeah. every uh, single day of the week, I would imagine. Like. Uh, we came every Friday. We would co- go and come every Friday. Oh, come back in the weekend. Uh, yeah. Our roots were at home. Uh, yeah. We're still very family-orientated. So yeah. the moment we can, we came back home. But Lived in Houston for nine months. All right, sounds pretty intense. Like in nine months, I mean, how much, how much can you learn? I mean, can can you learn the whole thing to, to the? Because eventually, got to work a certain amount of hours before you get that type of certification, right? Like yeah, exactly. Master- the deal was that um, the um, you take the course; those nine nine months are going to be accounted for your hours for your okay. apprenticeship program. So. Oh, uh, yeah, we learned quite a bit there from residential service to commercial service to commercial, uh, you know, uh, applications yeah. and stuff. So they crammed it into nine months. Uh, James Whitlock, my teacher, was uh, 
was really good at it, and he, yeah, yeah he was. And really still good. can't turn out enough and graduate enough to try to meet the demand right now. We are so far behind the curve. Yeah, uh, we we need so many pl- master plumbers, master electricians, people that know how to erect buildings and construction. Uh, man, we can't we can't churn enough of those people out for very highly paid positions. I would imagine because of the demand, uh, you're pretty much set, man. Right? You, Most you, definitely. Yeah. In that classroom, um, uh, there were companies that would walk in and say, hey, I need people. Like, yeah. these guys look really good. I got hired five times, but, I, of oh, course, I didn't geez. want to uh, work in Houston. I wanted to come back to the Valley where I knew I was needed. Attaboy. Uh, so, um, yeah. yeah, I got hired by five different companies. Yeah. Uh, were paying me premium top dollar for that, but uh, uh, decided to come Well, living home. in Houston, did they, uh, did they cure you of the Dallas Cowboy Syndrome? Where I you- <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you're an Astros fan or something like that yeah. now. Growing yeah. up. Oh, my God. I think I touched a nerve with Elliot, too. Right. Now. <laughs> Joining me in studio from our supporters, uh, Mike's Plumbing, Electrical, and AC. Uh, this conversation uh, was spurred because I, I met Elliot Jones. Uh, he's on the Facebook Live thing right now. He's the one wearing the cat. Elliot is, my goodness, he is has all these multiple ratings and rankings and licenses and certifications everywhere even at state level Elliot you know has been in the process of you know helping to determine and and you know do the whole testing thing and and try to bring people to board and one thing that you were explaining to me is that you can't be like an inspector you which you worked for yes and can't be a plumber at the same time like why is it that they Put that firewall between the two. Uh, for the plumbing board, it, the reason they, they do that is a conflict of interest. So they yeah. don't want any inspectors up, uh, going out there something and approving and, okay, their own work. You. So, for instance, uh, as I, myself, I have my master's. If I was to start my own company, activate my RMP, have my own company going, yeah. and then I work for a municipality as a plumbing inspector and I got a call to go out to inspect a job in which my company built – then there may be some siding no, understood, um, on understood. saying, okay, will we pass when I shouldn't In have. testing uh, for, you know, like w- describe the testing for me because it's more than just like yeah. know, answering questions. It's, it's like it's, you got to do stuff with your hands. Yes, sure, sir. Right? So there's a written and a hands-on portion when it comes to the Texas State uh, plumbing exams uh, for all the licenses across the state of Texas um, for the plumbing versus any other state. Uh, a lot of other states, they only have a written test. Um, here in the state of Texas, we have a written and a hands-on. So depending on which license or endorsement you're going to depends on how many questions you have for that written test, which, by the way, the state plumbing board just switched that over to online testing. So a lot of the testing now is at a Pearson View locations, which are all around Texas, okay. which are opening up the ability for people to get in faster to take that written portion. Once you pass the written portion... You'll then go to uh, Austin or to Waco. They just opened up a new facility over there. They're a little short-staffed at this time, but you'll go to one of those two facilities to do your hands-on. At that point, we do... Like, what is hands-on? What do you have to do to... So you have to solder pipe, welding your pipe together. You get plastic pipe. you got to glue it, put it together. There are certain shapes and forms, so they're checking to make sure that you can pull the right measurements to hit these. Um, you also have a two-story house, which uh, Texas were infamously known for. Um, everyone <coughs> around uh, has heard of this uh, two-story dollhouse. It is extremely huge. It's about the, almost the size of this room. Um, it gets lifted and hoisted up by uh, lifts 
to lift up so you can rough in the underground and then you go up to the first and second floor as they're dropping the house for you and you have to plumb in all the home fixtures just like if you're doing a brand new home um but is at a higher time? level is, is it, yes so, so that, you have to create all the plumbing uh you know kitchen sink yes. bathrooms uh connection sewer water lines you have to create all that for that, like you said, dollhouse that you call it? Uh, yes. So the whole exam is timed, not just the dollhouse. So once you get in there that morning and, and the examiners writing. get you together, they give you the instructions, they tell you go, um, your exam starts. The exams are over at 4 o'clock. Um, so that's your written, your hands-on, and the dollhouse. You have to do and everything. And if you don't finish the dollhouse? If you don't finish the dollhouse, they grade it as is, whatever it is, pass or fail. Minimum is a 70 um, there it goes. But if you fail, so you got seventy percent of it done. Well, maybe right. Maybe well, you'll pass. you're gonna want hundred percent of it done, of it and done. you're gonna want to make sure seventy percent of it is correct. Okay. So you gotta have <laughs> it's it's gotta be seventy percent okay. passing, which yeah. in the real life uh, wouldn't count. I mean, if the house is seventy percent good, you're gonna get a red tag. They're gonna tell you no, sir. But for exam person person uh, reasons, if you get seventy percent of that on there. They're going to give you a, a pass. From Mike's Plumbing, Electrical, and AC, uh, this conversation about the career opportunities in the plumbing trade that are just amazingly, uh, they're huge. It's, it's, they're available right now, and people could be making hand over fist if we were to guide some of our more talented, industrious young men and women uh, towards this profession, which begs a question. You, got, you ever met a woman plumber? Yes, yeah. uh, it's actually becoming more of a thing. Uh-huh. Um, women are starting to get in there. Um, with my time with the plumbing board giving exams, we started to see an increase in number of female um, plumbers okay. as well as inspectors as well. Right. Um, so those numbers started coming up there, and the age in those are actually younger yeah. um, versus the men that we get in. I hear the same thing like at the high school level. I hear the same thing for welders, yes, people sir. that work how to work with steel. They're starting to see like an eight to two ratio, or maybe even grow seven to three ratio, where uh, male versus female. It's pretty good to, yep. to see these yep. industries. Doing my high rises, I've seen that too. Uh, the trades a lot. You would see females within the electrical. Yeah. Um, some were in there with the carpenters, the sheetrock. So uh, yeah, females are definitely getting out there in the trade, getting that some of that money. Hey, stick around and join us at seven ten K U R V Facebook Live. I'm going to continue this conversation. Uh, like, how many plumbers are we short in the state of Texas, Muscle Meadows? How many plumbers are we short in the Rio Grande Valley, Boomtown, USA? What is the Muscle Minnows, give and take, what is the, like how much are you going to pay for tuition and skills training? Uh, obviously, you can do it in nine months like Angel did, right? But uh, what's the cost of that? Uh, does it cost money to take the test? I mean, we need only oh gobs and gobs of, of these people in construction, plumbing, electrical. So stick around. This is the Sergio Show, New Stock 710K URV. My guest, online you'll notice, Elliot Jones. Master Plumber, and all these different licenses. Angel Lopez, Angel, he's a Master Plumber as well. We continue this conversation and all the opportunities in the plumbing trade and all these jobs available like now. <laughs> we can't graduate enough people right now. Merry Christmas from Newstalk 710-KURV. This is The Sergio Show.
You're always on the go. Obviously pretty busy. Busy with work. Picking up my kids from school. From work to kids are running errands. Your entire day is a hands-on, never-ending frenzy of activity. Luckily, getting the news is now voice activated. Just say, Alexa, play 710-KURB. I'd like to know what's going on in my world. I gotta know what's going on in my city. Putting the smart in your smart speaker. I'm getting my news from you and my information. For the latest news and to find out what's happening in rich, clear audio. Just say, Alexa, play 710 KURB. You're listening to the best of the Sergio Show. Here's Sergio. This is the Sergio Show on News Talk 710 KURV. At Sergio Talk, Twitter, X, Sergio at KURV.com, Sergio at KURV.com. Elliot Jones is a master plumber. And also Angel Lopez, master plumber, with Mike's Plumbing, Electrical, and AC, looking at the career opportunities that are available in plumbing. And they are amazing right now. There's just like this trade, as I mentioned, everything from this trade to construction to electrical, AC, repair, all these things, welding, all these trades are available. And many of these jobs, six-figure jobs, we're looking at, for some, because they're, they're in such high demand. Now, Angel Lopez, um, he is from the Valley from, he said he's from Rio Grande City. He went to Houston to train for, for nine months. Ballpark figure, brother, ballpark figure. How much does it cost to get uh, technical training to be a master? Eventually, eventually become a master plumber, just to be a plumber and then get hitched with somebody to work side by side. So how much does that cost? Right. So if you want to go that route, um, it's not necessary. But if you do want to go that route, yeah. uh, it can range anywhere between eight thousand to you know eighteen thousand dollars. Mine was sixteen thousand uh, dollars from start to finish. They provided tools. They provided uh, finding jobs, opportunities, and everything at the end of the. And course. they were obviously plugged in. Right. Where people in Metro Houston, like they offered you like five jobs. Yes. You said no. You came home because. You had you know, folks in construction, friends. Mm-hmm. So they got you hooked up when you came to the Valley exactly. immediately, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Este, uh, but it's not necessary. Yeah. Uh, there's a thing called OJT, on-the-job training. Somebody that uh, is willing to get into the trade uh, can just get hired by a, uh, a plumbing company, get his apprenticeship, and you can start your hours. Is that the case over at, at Mike's? Abs- yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. We can hire anybody as long as they're willing to to go through the program, the apprenticeship program. If I'm really good with a plunger. I'm really good with that. My, my little one, he makes a mess of the toilet all the yeah. time. I'm really good with that. And the little snake. And the well, hey, we can, uh, we can definitely uh, use assistance. <laughs> we, we, need, we need plumbers. So, uh. my, Elliot, how, how much money do you think, like a master plumber, good plumber, because of the demand? And like off air, these boys were telling me, um, just as a company that, like a, a solid company like Mike's Plumbing, uh, because of just regular standard jobs like replacement of toilet, replacement of fixture, non-emergency stuff, like a two-week wait sometimes because yes. it's so busy right now. Yes, uh, it's very busy. And, How much and, can a, a plumber make, bro? How much? A plumber, you're looking on the average in the state of Texas, master plumbers can range anywhere from 68000 all the way up into a hundred. And some thousand dollars a year, give or take what you're doing if you're working for another company or yeah. you're doing your own stuff. Yeah. Journeyman plumbers, same thing. You're looking anywhere from 
the high 50,000s to the $78,000 range um, for a journeyman. Tradesmen's are looking anywhere from about $35,000 up to about $52,000, give or take where you're at. If okay. you're in a bigger metropolitan area, Houston, Dallas, area, <laughs> stuff like that, of course, you're going to see a higher increase um, than being in the yeah, smaller I'm, communities, I'm rem- but it's it's out there. I'm reminded when you said Houston, Dallas, I'm reminded uh, Dallas, the freeze like two, three years ago. Yes. Oh, man. Uh, the... The flood in Houston, 2017, Hurricane yes. Harvey, right? Couldn't find enough plumbers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you guys were hurting bad uh, up there. Yeah, you can have hand over fist, hand over fist mm-hmm. for a season. You can make a, a lot of money. Elliot Jones, a master plumber, Mike's Plumbing, and Angel Lopez, master plumber with Mike's Plumbing. In the studio, we're talking about career opportunities in the plumbing trade. Now, off air, Fred, producer Freddie was asking uh, Angel, saying, how do you know you're not getting screwed? Like, you know... You're not getting overcharged and stuff like that. Is there like training for that? I think Freddie was asking. Is there like ethics training, something like that? There is a process, right? At state level where you can send questions or complain yes. like to, to somebody, right? Yes, absolutely. Uh, um, as long as you have somebody who's licensed, insured, and bonded, uh, you have the right as a consumer to, to um, report. That's things. important. I'm sorry absolutely. to interrupt. Licensed, insured, and bonded. Yeah, when you definitely. got a lot of, you know, yeah. guys, is what yeah, we call them. a lot Handyman. of guys out there, yeah, you, you get what you pay for. You know? Yeah. And that's why it's important to have the, the bonding, the insurance, the protection. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. That. Yeah. Uh, consumers have the right to complain just like uh, anything. Uh, Texas provides a 30-day return, you know, but in, in, yeah. as far as the plumbing is concerned, you have the right to, uh, as a consumer, report anything that you may notice uh, to the texas state board well there you go you know another profession just popped into my head i i, I saw a message here sisu energy um trucking trucking we're like eighty thousand truckers short in the nation when it comes to cdl commercial truckers yeah mm-hmm. yeah tell me about the um the shortage right now that we see we see in the state of texas Elliot. like how many are we short in the valley or are we short in Texas? Do you have any idea? Um, I can give you the numbers that we have. As far as being short, uh, I don't think we can ever have enough plumbers. Uh, so as far as in the state of Texas, we have about 26,000 licensed plumbers. Now, when I mean licensed, that starts from the tradesman all the way up to your masters. Uh, master plumbers in the state of Texas. Well, the state of Texas is 26 plus million people. Yeah. We only have 26,000 licensed, licensed plumbers. Yes. How many of those are masters? So of those masters, you're at about 3,100. So only 3,100 uh, masters are licensed in the state of Texas. So those are available to open up their own company. So if every master plumber in the state of Texas opened up their own company, you would only have 3,100. But of those master plumbers, they're not all running their own corporations. As you see, um, Angel and myself are both masters, and we both work for Mike's, and Mike's also has two more master plumbers um, within the company. That's not um, good. For journeyman plumbers, you're at 20,000. Uh, plumbers for the state of Texas, tradesmen, you're looking at about 3,000 um, for the tradesmen. I think I need to bring you back to explain the strata <laughs> of training, from tradesmen yeah. to journeyman. Number of years, number of hours. Well, tradesmen, uh, those guys are able to work on single residential homes. 
um, without being supervised by a journeyman or a master. Yeah. Um, As they, licensed by the state of Texas. Licensed there's by the state. You know what? Hang on to that thought. We'll save that for about 940 ish. Let's, gotcha, let's, gotcha. let's pay some bills. Let's do some news. I'll come back with Elliot Jones, master plumber at Mike's Plumbing, Electrical and AC. Angel Lopez, also master plumber at Mike's Plumbing, Electrical and AC. On this Monday morning, working hard to get you information on career opportunities in the plumbing trade. We'll look at the strata, number of hours involved in all this. So stick around. This is the Sergio Show, News Talk 710-KURV. Join us online. Download the free app, The Sergio Show. Start your day with news and interviews important to you with the Valley's Morning News. Weekday morning starting at 6. Sergio Sanchez and Tim Sullivan bring you the latest headlines and hourly discussions with AccuWeather to get you ready for your day. And special guest interviews on topics that affect you and your family. Good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, guys. Well, let's now enjoy the show. It's what you need to start your day. The Valley's Morning News with Sergio Sanchez and Tim Sullivan. Weekday morning starting at 6 on News Talk 710 KURV. You're listening to the best of the Sergio Show. Here's Sergio. Sounds like some of the salaries you could be making as a plumber these days because, boy, they are in-demand plumbers and master electricians and anybody with a CDL that can drive an 18-wheeler truck. And all these trades that are available for our kids. Not College is not for every, everyone. And we have a serious shortage that was exposed. The shortage of plumbers in Texas uh, was... Uh, Evident during the big freeze by a couple of years back in Dallas and Houston, pipes bursting everywhere, and you, you couldn't get enough people. Now, my in studio, you'll join us at 710KURV Facebook Live. Elliot Jones is a master plumber with Mike's Plumbing, and Angel Lopez, also master plumber with Mike's Plumbing. Let's go back to the freeze because as I was talking off air with Elliot, look, we have a hurricane or something like that. And we're sending trucks to Florida. Florida sending trucks to us, and all the bucket trucks. And you see, it's really cool because you're driving on the highway, and you'll see like 30, 40, 50 trucks. Just it's a caravan. It's really cool. Wow, oh, they're you know, you can kind of hear the, the charge coming to save it. But we're not that flexible. You guys aren't that flexible when it comes to master plumbers that run to a state. It's you got to lift restrictions. So how did it work during the? The freeze that we had to. So what happened is Governor Abbott got together with the state plumbing board, and what they did with the surrounding states is they basically allowed any other state to come in and assist with Texas and their plumbing, um, as long as they were licensed plumbers. Okay. But they did not have to hold the Texas license. Every state uh, has their own licensing for their trades. Uh, some states don't actually have licensing. Um, so in the state of Texas, um, in each one of our licenses are made up differently as far as what qualifies you. Some mm-hmm. states, it's less years. It may take two years to get a journeyman versus in the state of Texas, um, it takes 8,000 hours. If you're working 40-hour weeks, that's about four years. Um, so someone in another state may have the same titled license, but their qualifications on how they got theirs may have been a little bit easier than the state of Texas. Um, we kind of hold one of the hardest exams uh, plumbing in all of the United States all right. with our hands-on and our written. 
Um, it's no open book. You got to know the stuff. You can't take notes into this exam. You've got to know what you're doing when you go take your exams. Are other trades open book? Uh, yes. So electricians, no offense. I think they get theirs out of cracker boxes. I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> oh, but yeah. Maestro, where's the rim shot? We, we need the rim shot on, on that one. Is it, is the, uh, our computer's delayed a little bit. I, I mean, there we go. You can, you can play now. There we go. The, uh, the electricians are allowed to take in a booklet. And for a portion of their exam, and they're able to go through their book for their exam. Versus plumbers, we don't, we can't even take in a note. Um, the guys there at the plumbing board, uh, shout out to G.W. Smith, who is now the new chief examiner for the Texas State Plumbing Board. Uh, Juan Lopez, himself, uh, examiner there at the plumbing board. Those guys uh, do a pretty good job to make sure that you're not bringing anything in there. To the exams, I mean, yes, you're not allowed cell phones. You can't have a watch, even if it's just the regular dial. Even glasses at this point with technology, uh, you know, the new glasses. Ray-Ban has a pair of glasses that have cameras um, and stuff like that located in them. So your your search so. of everything, so that this exam for us, you got to know your stuff. Is there like a natural rivalry that I'm not aware of? Where, yeah, you just took a shot at all the electricians, where <laughs> you know. The cement brick and mortar guys versus the wood frame guys. I mean, you guys like hate each other and just. There's a, there's a little rivalry out I there see. when you when you're building buildings. Some yeah. person gets in your way as far as where they set their stuff, <laughs> making your job a little harder. So it's it's kind of there and with plumbing electrical. But y'all put all that aside. If somebody were just to bring a barbecue pit and just put some fajitas on the grill, everybody's loving oh, yes, each other, right? Definitely. And during the freeze as well, we um, we loved each other. We were all yes. worked uh, side by side trying to get oh, power, yeah. water, did sewer. You, did you have to leave the market or did you stay here during the freeze? Uh, we had to we, stay. We stayed here. You, yeah, because yeah. we're... He, we're he and Austin, me in the valley, uh, I had some circumstances that I couldn't work at that time. Yeah. Uh, uh, but personal. the phone just kept on ringing. Yeah, kept most definitely. Um, That's uh, Angel Lopez. He's a master plumber with Mike's Plumbing, Electrical, and AC. Elliot Jones, master plumber as well. We're talking about all the opportunities in the plumbing trade. And I'll get back to you, uh, yeah. Elliot, on the so the strata, number of hours, the different you know uh, classifications, all that. Oh, yeah. Here in just a second. I want to ask Angel, though, did you know anything about plumbing before you started, brother? Because well, you told me. You were trying to figure out what to do post high school, get, mm-hmm. get a career, and you uh, you could choose anything in 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 trades and make probably a six figure salary. You're you're set for life out there. It's going to take a long time, I would imagine, for us to turn that corner and try to meet the demand, especially when we have you know such a fast growing area like the Valley, Texas, is growing mm-hmm. so fast, moving people moving in from out of town. So you didn't know anything about plumbing when you started? Yeah, no, I learned. Uh, I had zero knowledge, of course, helping my dad growing up, uh, helped him build some stuff, you okay. know, but general knowledge, no, um, zero. Um, so that's why I went to that. Uh, yeah, that, that trade school, school. Mm-hmm. Up, up in Houston. Did pretty much everybody pass along with you? They all liked it? Or did you see some people say, no, there's, uh, you know, there's I, nothing I, I think they got some good feedback from every, uh, from there. Uh, everybody graduated because... Uh, the program was so uh, so versatile. Mm-hmm. Uh, we learned one subject one week. New new people would come in. They would also learn that same. So it would be ro- constantly rotating. You know what's awesome? Uh, that's Angel Lopez, Elliot. What's awesome is there are trade training opportunities right now in high school too, like Edinburgh CISD. Yes. They're heading out of the park. McAllen also has good programs uh, where they can get kids at ninth grade, start them on that path. They say, well, son, or young lady, if you're not going to college, well, let's get you trained in something 
where you graduate, boom, you got a job. Like tens of thousands, maybe triple digit, you'll be making some money yes. as well. Now, there's a certain amount of hours that you got to work, right, side by side with a master plumber in order to get your certification. So explain to me best you can briefly the different strata in okay. hours and, and all uh, that. So before, uh, before two years ago, yes, you used to have to work with supervision from a journeyman or under that RMP. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, you have to be under an RMP company, but under direct supervision of at least a journeyman. Um, for your tradesman, 4,000 hours. For a journeyman, 8,000 hours. So if we're talking 40-hour weeks, to get a, the hours for your tradesman, you're looking at two years versus the hours of a journeyman, those 8,000 hours, you're looking at four years. Um, the plumbing board, though, they went and they worked with the state, the governor's office, and they created a curriculum in which high schools and also universities, mm -hmm. if they have their own plumbing program now, what they can do is they can submit their curriculum to the plumbing board to be reviewed by theirs. And if it matches up, if the board approves, then what happens is those kids that go to that high school or that university with that plumbing program, now they're able to gain hours. Now, if they pass that in high school or in college, they, they pass the class, they're given 100, they're able to get 4,000 hours credited to them. So that's enough hours in to take school. in school. So that's enough or hours to take to the training. used to not be that way. Used to not be that way. So unfortunately, like Angel, when he went to school, his classes, they were not crediting him any hours. So before doesn't matter how long you went to your university for four years to learn plumbing in the eyes of Texas. It credits you none um, because all that had to be on the field versus now you are able, the university schools can submit their curriculums, get approved, get those kids 4,000 hours, allows them to go take their test for their tradesmen at that time. So at least coming out of high school, you can see an 18-year-old, 19-year-old kid come straight out of high school with 4,000 hours towards a tradesman, take their test, get a tradesman license, go into the field looking to be making somewhere around the $20, $25, depending on where they are, an hour. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. Elliot Jones, Master Plumber. Angel Lopez, Master Plumber as well. Mike's Plumbing, Electrical, and AC. Guys, thank you over at Mike's for releasing uh, these two young men to come and speak with me today because I find this stuff fascinating. And there's there are opportunities. Definitely. Good employment opportunities. And it's not even, not only for our, like our wet or kids. I mean, both of y'all are young, in your 30s, and, but not only for high school, as you guys said earlier. Anyone looking to just Anyone. shift gears, do something? I don't know anything about plumbing. You get companies like yours, right, over at Mike's and other, they hire an individual and will put that individual side by side, and there you go, you're on the clock. Yes. Let's go, man. You start learning on the you know, hands-on experience. Yes. That's, there's On-the-job training. I thought there's no excuse. There's no excuse, man. Seriously, I mean, if you're able-bodied and willing, God bless the, this country. The, the average age of a plumber right now, the apprentice, so the average age of people getting into the plumbing industry is 35 years old. Ooh. So it's taking people wow. till they're 35 to then decide, hey, you know what? That's something. Plumbing, I see money in it. My friends yeah. do it, and they get in it at 35 years old. The I average, hear the same thing in trucking, too. They're yeah. getting it. Well, you know, you get your butt kicked, um, school of hard knocks. Yeah. You're trying to make ends meet with low-paying jobs, and you figure, I could get a trade. Man, yes. this plumbing is one of the easy ways to do it. One thing to keep in mind, though, as you enter this field, you need to – Keep your nose clean. Yeah. You need a clean record. Now, you were telling me off air, 
because um, Elliot was telling me that of the 3,000 or so master plumbers that we have in Texas, that's it. We only got like 3,000 master plumbers in all the state of Texas. That's amazing. There uh, are a total potential, you said, like 12,000 yeah, or so? There's, there's about That are not licensed. There's, there's 12,000, give or take. Um, they have that not are, renewed that their are license. renewable. So you have a total of about 13,000 master plumbers out there. However, not all of them are renewed. Only about 3,000 of Part them are Part of that are, might are be renewed. what? A, a ding on the criminal, criminal yes. record? So like before you, every year you renew your license, you have to submit a document that says, it asks questions, have you been convicted of a felony within the last year? You check yes or no. State board is uh, unfortunately very small, short-staffed. Some of that stuff would slide under the radar. However, now moving forward, the state has implemented fingerprints. So whether you're applying for an apprenticeship or you're applying to get a license or just renew your license, even if that's an inspector, you have to go down, submit your fingerprints. Those are sent over to the state board. If you have been convicted of any crimes, the board is going to get a ping. They're going to go look up that information, see what you were convicted of, and then that's how they handle it from there. So certain certain activities, certain felonies, of course, you're not able to get a license in the state of Texas. These are the people that are going into your home. Yes, sir. Um, so going into your home sometimes when there's kids at the house yes. or a mama will be at the house or you know, your wife, yeah, and you want to know. You want to make yeah, it gives sure that you that peace of mind people. that uh, right. when a plumber is over at your home, you ask them, hey, can I see your license? If they're able to provide you that license, it's current, it's up to date, you know, hey, this guy's got a clean background, up to date, um, and I got that peace of mind that they're they're going to be good at home with my family. Elliot Jones, Master Plumber, along with Angel Lopez, Master Plumber, in studio here at 710K URV. We're doing the Facebook Live. And you can visit Radio Para Mi, the radio app. Radio Panami, download it in this hour-long conversation. <laughs> we could keep talking all day, but I'm, I'm trying to get as much information on record. You go back and listen to the 9 o'clock hour version of the uh, Sergio show, the Sergio show, and get uh, as much information out of this as you can. So you need a clean record. You don't need to really know anything about plumbing. You can start from scratch as long as a company will be willing to hire. There's such a shortage right now of plumbers that you got – of course, Mike's Plumbing, along with other companies. I'm sure they're hiring people left and right. Let me go back to you, Angel. Uh, is this what you want to do the rest of your life? Like, Or do you want to do like uh, be an inspector uh, or climbing the ranks kind of like Elliot did? Because Elliot has so much experience in like licensing and at the state level and all this committee work and all the work that he's done at, at, at Austin. Yeah. Mm. But is, this some, is that a track you want to take or you're good, man? You got like too much work right now. You have no idea what to do with yeah, no, most definitely. Every everybody's um, goal is to keep going uh, yeah. up, 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 and up. And the more endorsements you get, the more opportunities you have open to you. So um, I am a master plumber. The next step up is an RMP, which is a responsible master plumber that is essentially owning your own business. So uh, everybody has You're goals. Yeah. Uh, so um, that's where. So it, to uh, have maybe Lord willing, sometime in the future, to have your own company. That is our end right. goal. Everybody's, everybody's goal. end goal, yes, sir. But helping the state of Texas is everybody's goal at the end of the day. Uh, we're, we are short. Apprentices are needed. Journeymen are needed. Masters are needed. Anybody is needed, yes, sir. really, uh, from medical uh, gas licensing down to irrigation licensing. Yeah. Irrigation license. We didn't even touch on that. Okay, <laughs> we'll, we'll leave that for another. Okay. I, I got about like two, three minutes left. So, and this, this question from producer Freddie. Uh, without... And I understand what he says without without providing too many details because we're talking about plumbing after all. What was your most challenging 
uh, most memorable job, uh, the most difficult job you ever had to do as a plumber? See if you can keep it G-rated for, um, for the family. Myself uh-huh. is, um, uh, is really with gas. Gas is uh, uh, something that we take very serious, of course. Uh, we've had a lot of issues with customers uh, building these nice big homes and the system's undersized, so you have to really know how to size things, what the incoming pressures are, what ratings the appliances are. So anything that we have to do with sizing um, becomes an issue. Uh, and then trying to figure out what the problem is thereafter. So my personal experience was with gas because we really had to crunch a lot of numbers uh, in order for us to make their dream home work op- optimally. All right. I think where Freddie was getting uh, for was he wanted to hear like a sexy story of some kid dissembling <laughs> like a Godzilla flushing it down the toilet in a bunch of uh, a poop-filled diapers or something like that. Elliot, do you have a story you want to share with us? Um, G-rated? Yeah. Let's see. Mine's, <laughs> you, my seen my it probably all, difficult man. experiences will be at the plumbing board level. So okay. you got grown men coming in here to take exams. Uh, some are really hyped up in the morning, and they leave with their head down low. Others, uh, complete opposite. Their head is down low, and they may leave a little high. But, I mean, I've got people who came in and would leave, look like if they actually cut an active water line because they sweat so much. They were so nervous. We have guys cry, break down. Grown men oh, are crying um, during the exam. I had a gentleman, though, um, myself, GW1, and uh, Jared Dye, formerly examiner for the plumbing board, where a gentleman actually um, – he fell over on us, had a, had a seizure. Eesh. He had a, um, a brain pressure on the top of his forehead, oh, um, pushing against his brain, and he dropped out in the middle of our exams. And all we do to turn around, we hear something fall, look over, and the gentleman is out. Um, wow. Had to uh, roll him over and save him. My goodness. So, uh, that, he went, he went from right plumber there. to EMT all of a sudden. Yeah. Guys, thanks for stopping by. Wish you Definitely. the best. Merry Christmas to both of y'all and all the gang over at Mike's. And tell Mr. Mike, I was texting him the other day, for all the Merry Christmas from all of us. Thanks for stopping by. The Sergio Show, 710 KURV. News Talk 710 KURV. When news breaks, we break in. Stay alert and listen to the weather forecast. We need to be aware and alert to what's going on. Breaking news means it's happening now. And we mean now. Breaking news underway right now. Breaking news on News Talk 710 KURV means we're bringing you the news as it happens. We have In this particular instance, we are in receipt of information. When news breaks, we'll break in. Count on News Talk 710 KURV and KURV.com. You're listening to the best of the Sergio Show. Here's Sergio. Fentanyl is in the headlines every day, man. We'll always hear something about fentanyl, how some people die, get sick, some kid over here, some kids in North Texas die as a result. Investigations take place. And, of course, the the wave upon wave and the flood of this poison coming into our country, some of the ingredients that go into that and all that. So somebody on the front line of helping people uh, fight this war Dave Bean joins me. He's author of Fighting Fentanyl, Playbook for Families. Appreciate your time, Dave. Tell me a little bit about yourself in the fight against drug addiction and, of course, of late, the fight against fentanyl. A little bit more about your book as well. Sergio, thank you for the opportunity this morning. Uh, I come from a career of uh, communications advocacy. 
we created a program that uh, I think you're very familiar with in Texas. It was called Project Child Safe. It was a program to distribute free gun locks to citizens to properly store and, and lock their firearms from access from kids. Yeah. And it uh, started actually with President, uh, actually Governor George Bush. It was the first state we did it in. It went on to become a national program when he was president. Anyway, in seven years, we distributed 35 million locks. And according to the CDC, not our numbers, uh, we reduced accidental firearm deaths by over 35% during that seven-year period. So what that did to me, Sergio, is it proved to me that we can change behavior through communications advocacy. We can get the word. We can give people uh, strategies and programs to change their behavior. So as a father of five kids and uh, my youngest being a West Point kid, which I'll get to in a minute, uh, who's now a major in the United States Army, uh, I, I was very dialed into the whole drug situation. And I want to start by saying there's five things as a parent that we cannot control. Uh, we cannot control China, India, where they ship the fentanyl, to Mexico. We can't control Mexico where they crystallize it into a powder form that ends up in our communities. We certainly can't control the border. You know, you know full well living in a... Well, we can, but sadly this administration do. chooses not to. But yeah, that's another... Chooses not to. Yeah, that's another but, point. But even that, as a citizen, you know, you and I can't do, yes, sir. do much. But the biggest thing well, we, we can't can stop voting Democrat. That's one thing you could do. <laughs> that's, well, that's, vote that's, differently. That's, yeah. that's absolutely right. Yeah. But here's, here's, the, here's the fifth thing and probably the most telling thing is the dark web today kids are accessing recreational what they call recreational fun drugs through the dark web these are things like xanax percocet ecstasy drugs that they think are recreational and going to have a good time what they don't realize is that the drug dealers lace these drugs with fentanyl to give them more of a boost a better high a, uh, a, a better buzz, as it were. And the theory is, this what this is where this is coming from, that if they get a better high buying from XYZ uh, purveyor, then they'll go back and buy more. They'll yeah. become a customer. What the kids don't realize, that the fentanyl is not regulated. It's not dosage based on their body weight or anything else. And they can easily uh, get hurt and or die. So yeah. that's that's how I got into this. Uh, probably the most telling point, Sergio, you might remember this year in the news, uh, world, um, last March, 22, five West Point kids overdosed on fentanyl outside of Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And they went and bought cocaine for recreational drugs on spring break. They did not know that cocaine was laced with fentanyl. All of them passed out. Unfortunately, none of them died. Unfortunately, they all got kicked out of West Point. And you know that West Point is considered like a one percenter place for kids to go to college, any of the service academies. So here's some very bright kids. They didn't have the wherewithal to think this stuff through. And if it can happen to them and their families, it can happen to anybody. You told me. So no, I was going to say, you, t- you, told me all, you t- told me earlier you wanted to mention more about your boy in, in West Point, and that's what you wanted to mention to me was th- this that's case. That's what right? I want to talk about, because I, I'm, as a West Point parent, by the way, uh, we went down there. We are a little organization, and we offered uh, another Texas company, by the way, uh, a company called Detecticam in Sugarland produces a test strip that tests drugs to see if there's fentanyl in them. Yeah. And we have a working relationship. Great guys. They're great people. And they donated 
all these test strips for us to distribute in South Florida during spring break. The Florida legislation has a law that outlaws test strips. And the theory is they don't want to encourage drug use. Well, I got news for you. Whether you want to encourage or not, it's part of our world. And our theory is, wouldn't we rather have these kids alive and maybe have to go to jail or a treatment center, but it sure, sure beats a funeral home. So there was a similar move in the Texas legislature. What happened with that to make these test strips available, generally available? I think, I don't know if it passed or yeah. not, to be honest with you. The, the, the Technichem guys would know for sure. Yeah. But it was, you know, it's kind of archaic thinking. It's, it's the, you know, you can make the same argument about free condoms, right? You can say, well, free condom promotes sexual activity. Well, <laughs> it also promotes uh, spreading of disease and, and pregnancy. So, you know, you got well, your choice. One good either, thing is that Narcan is, is out there. I know in Texas they pushed it to, to have it everywhere as well. So Narcan is, is a response in, in the event of a suspected so overdose. Yeah. My partner is a Boston a narcotics cop, right? He has administered Narcan to over 1,000 people. On sidewalks, primarily. Where he he finds alone? Them. He has done that alone? A thousand? A thousand. He's been a drug cop for 30 years. He's the president of the New England Narcotics Officers Association. His name is Matt Gutwill. And Matt, Matt has been an amazing resource to help me figure out how do you get through to people. And the only chance we got, Sergio, is through the families. You cannot expect government and government programs to create to, to reduce the demand for these drugs. If there was no demand, there'd be no cartel. There'd be no illicit drug trade. But we, unfortunately, have too much demand in this country. You and I are old enough to remember Nancy Reagan's Just Say No. Yeah. When's the last time you heard a preventative campaign in this country? Yes. We, we are all about treatment. We're yes. all about Narcan. We're all well. about treatment centers. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. We my, need another campaign, uh, Dave, yeah. we need a scared straight, a scared straight campaign for moms and dads. <laughs> I, like that. I think that's how we need to message this because you're right. You and know, I have our, the blessing of working our... in Newsday. I've told my 16 year old and my 11 year old who's kind of waking up to stuff like this that you never consume anything that your friends or your buddies or nothing ever, no. ever, not in food form, not in brownie form, form. chemical form, form, smoke, nothing. You know, because. Just one puff, one lick of whatever little crystal, and that's it. And I've warned them, you're, you'll be dead. Well, that's, that's, that's how powerful this stuff you is. Just, you, yeah. you should get into marketing on the side, Sergio, other than being a great on-air announcer. The DEA slogan, which is awesome, is one pill can kill. Yeah. That, that, that's all in this playbook that we've written. This is a very interactive. I'm going to make sure you get a copy of this for your own purposes. I'm glad to hear you're talking to your 11-year-old. You can never start young enough yeah. with this, this issue. And, and here, here's the deal. I've got a 10-point strategic plan in this playbook. The number one thing is you have to turn apathy into tough love. We need more dads like you that are willing to talk to their kids like you have. That's the only way out. That is the only way yes, out. Sir. We cannot so expect scary. government to stop so this. Scary. Yes, sir. It's a, it's a real honor meeting you, Dave, and we wish you the best. Please call back. I'd love to speak with you Good again you know, in near future. I'm going to offer this to your listeners. Uh, when, when we hang up, please put me back to your producer. I'm going to give them my personal email. Your listeners can contact me, and we will send them a downloaded copy of this book right away, free of charge. Because we want to spread the word, and we want to help families fight this. The name of the book is Fighting Fentanyl Playbook for Families. Fighting Fentanyl Playbook for Families, author Dave Bean. 
Merry Christmas and a wonderful 2024. Thank you, Dave. This is The Sergio Show.